0: and it all falls apart. I take one vacation, and SmackDown sucks. It's almost as bad as Raw. (laughs) You think this funny?
1: The World View of Wrestling. WWE Survivor Series and The Missing Egg. Brian Danielson chases the AEW Championship. MJF and CMP are all the talk in the locker room and online. Seth Rollins is attacked by a fan on national TV. We look back over Friday's WWE Smackdown on Fox and AEW's Rampage on TNT, and we preview next week's uh, Wrestling shows all of them as many of them as we can fit into an hour and war games i'm aaron stone and this is the worldview of wrestling wvow on wvow logan And good evening. Welcome back to the worldview of wrestling here on WVOW Logan and online at WVOWradio.com. I guess I'm your master of ceremonies here tonight on this first Sunday of Advent. Welcome to the program. Whole kinds of stuff to talk about. We're going to get to that. And I don't even know if we could get to everything. I made myself a deal on Sunday night a week ago. I said, I'm going to watch all the wrestling that there is to wrestle This week, so coming to you today, the solo act of the worldview of wrestling, I was going to bring to you my notes on this. Well, let's just say sometimes there's a failure, which is just a pre-success. I don't know what that means. I just said it. I don't know what that means. Anyway, welcome to the worldview of wrestling. There's a lot of wrestling. A lot of wrestling. I can't get over how much wrestling used to be when I was in high school. You had the Monday nights, and then you had the Thursday nights, and then you had the Saturday nights. It seems like every night now is taken over with professional wrestling. And one of those main shows, of course, is Monday Night Raw, which is not known for its, uh, I don't know how you say it, good television It's been mostly known for three hours of uh, commercials and space filler for the uh, USA Network. Uh, But this past Monday, they definitely made their own headlines. Seth Rollins was attacked by a fan last Monday. That was the last edition of Monday Night Raw. He was attacked by 24-year-old Eliza Spencer, who was arrested after the attack. He just Goldberged Rollins right in the middle of the entranceway. Uh, videos, um, it made it onto national television, uh, believe it or not. It made it on there for a split second. Of course they cut away. It also made it onto the internet. All kinds of people had their phones out at that very moment. And, uh, Mr. Spencer, just like I said, he Goldberg, right there. Boom. Now I know, I know a lot of people and I'm also one of these people. I, I've gave Rollins down the road, all kinds of ways because he got beat up by a fan what kind of a wrestling world are we living in where the wrestlers are getting beat up by the fans? Well, that's not really fair, is it? I mean, if you've seen the video, you know that this this uh, gentleman, Mr. Spencer, he came completely out of nowhere. He ought to start a team with Randy Orton because he was the one out of nowhere. And uh, just blindsided him. It was a cheap shot. Uh, now, Mr. Spencer, who was arrested, he did do an interview uh he did an interview with New York Daily News and they report that Spencer may have been the victim of a catfishing scam. <laughs> you can't make this up. You can't make, I just thought he was crazy, but apparently he's been made crazy over time. So the Daily News spoke to uh, Eliza Spencer. And the scam could have started as long ago as 2019. Now according to Spencer, he told the Daily News that he, uh, that this all started with a meet and greet in, uh, 2019 Spencer wanted help getting his own wrestling career started, which that, that always ends. Well, <laughs> so, uh, the conversation apparently continued through online apps and messages back and forth between, uh, Mr. Spencer and a, a Colby Lopez, which is the real name of wrestler Seth Rollins. Now, Apparently, there has uh, currently been no evidence produced, um, at least proving that Seth Rollins, Colby Lopez, that they had anything to do with these conversations that Mr. Spencer was having. That's why the Daily News, the New York Daily News, has uh, suggested that perhaps Mr. Spencer was the victim of a catfishing. So, I don't know. You know, I don't know what this personal beef is. You know, I don't know if this... uh, Online persona of Seth Rollins has promised Eliza Spencer uh, tryouts or work or what it may be. But it was certainly enough for him to jump the rail on a nationally televised wrestling show. And not only did he make it through, but he made it through. And I I agree with some people who have suggested that he was quite cunning in his delivery of this uh, attack. He didn't just jump the rail. He jumped the rail back in the shadows, back where people don't really pay that much attention. Then he come running out of nowhere. So it wasn't like he, you know, it wasn't like it was a, a, a spur of the moment kind of thing where he jumps the rail on national TV and goes after a wrestler. He, he came from the back, from the shadows, as it were. He's the phantom of the wrestling opera now. Uh, and he's kind of made a little bit of a name for himself. Of course he was arrested and he was, uh, you know, held overnight. I don't know how long he was. There was another video of him being very politely escorted out by a member of security. Uh, but no police, no, nothing on television. None of that made it to air. None of the fan footage showed any kind of police interaction, but, uh, he did make a post post. On uh, online, I believe it was to Instagram, he made this post and he said that he was out. So I assume that he did go to jail for some kind of period of time. He has been brought up on some charges, but here's just a. And I don't want to give him too much airtime here. I mean, this is news. This is something that people have been talking about. ABC is, uh, did the story repeatedly over the past week. Um, but. Well, I want to give you a little bit of airtime because he did. He says that it's a personal beef between him and 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 Rollins, so we'll just play a little bit of that here.
0: I told Vince, man, I have personal beef with Kobe Lopez, and the personal beef is between me and Kobe, and he knows what he done. I did it for Rakishi. I did it for the Rock.
1: Yeah, Yes, so obviously, Mr. Spitzer here has uh, some delusions of grandeur, and uh, obviously. Um, has been taken for a fool by somebody on the internet. Here, he thinks he says that he told Vince McMahon. Tell Vince McMahon nothing. He told Vince McMahon. Bye. This is when they were throwing him out the building. Probably, I doubt he was even within earshot, let alone sight of Vince McMahon. So this, so like I said, I don't want to give you too much airtime here. He's obviously some kind of a disturbed individual of some kind. So we'll leave it at that. But he was charged, uh, according to the New York Daily News, he was charged with attempted assault and attempted violation of arts and culture by disrupting a sporting event. Uh, so, you know, that that's what's going on there. Now, we're a week removed from Survivor Series, a Survivor Series that allegedly has uh, now earned Randy Orton the most pay-per-view appearances. He apparently just beat out Kane, but yeah, Lance Storm brought up on Twitter, and I, I bring it up now, he brought up, uh, does this include the two pay-per-view appearances that um, Kane made as uh, the fake diesel? Hmm. Really good point, I like to think. <laughs> I mean, if there's somebody out there who's willing to go through and count all the appearances of Kane, let's see. So, I mean, technically, if they didn't count those two, then that means that Randy Orton has one. One to go and two more, one one to tie and another to, uh, to to break, I think. That is if they didn't count them. But anyway, it's a good point. And, of course, uh, Lance Storm's always, he's always the one out there. And he seems to be the one who's more often than not trolling uh, wrestling platforms, especially WWE. But anyway, we are a week removed from Survivor Series to what I could, I could tell you was a lackluster show. I started this pay-per-view on Tuesday because, you know, I, I work a early morning schedule during the week here on the radio. I don't have time to be staying up. Uh, for nearly four hours, the most recent pay-per-view offering from a wrestling company, last Sunday Survivor Series, nearly four hours. They were getting a little bit better on the timing here, WWE was, but Survivor Series is one of the big shows of the year or well it's supposed to be they uh don't treat it like that they did gave it the same treatment that they've gave survivor series in the last several years it's a smackdown versus raw kind of environment and um you know you know they, on paper a lot of these matches look great uh the elimination matches not so much the uh Rock's 25th anniversary 25 man dual branded Battle royal that was a waste of time they should have put that on the on the pre-show on the warm up show but they didn't by the way, all seven foot 900 acres of him whatever uh, Omos he won the Battle royal and that was a thing throughout the night. the 25th annual uh, or anniversary I should say of the Rocks debut. At Survivor Series, and they played clips all night. We'll get to the egg in a second. If you know what I'm talking about, just hold off. We'll get to the egg. But there, was, this was all about The Rock, and at some points, uh, Tuesday, because I had managed to avoid the spoilers. I managed to avoid the spoilers, and I, you know, so Tuesday, I'm watching a show. I was, oh, the Rock's must making appearance. We all know that the 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 plan. Uh, or the, the merry outcome here that everybody wants is the rock versus Roman Reigns. If not at this WrestleMania at a WrestleMania, at some point, I can't imagine they would do it anywhere else. Certainly wouldn't be on survivor series. And it definitely wasn't on the 25th anniversary of the rock's debut. Either the rock was not there. I'll uh, go through some of these uh, results from survivor series a week ago. Shinsuke Nakamura, the SmackDown Intercontinental Champion with Rick Boogs uh, defeated Damian Priest, the uh, Monday Night Raw United States Championship. He won by disqualification, one of only two uh, matches that SmackDown would be the prevailing on uh, the Sunday night. They also had the uh, Raw team and the SmackDown team, a SmackDown team made up of Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, King Xavier Woods, Happy Corbin, which is the new name of Baron Corbin, and uh, Seamus. They had Madcap Moss. And uh, Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin, they sound like a, a pair of villains for Batman to overcome. Probably a couple of goons of the Riddler. On uh, Team Raw, you had Seth Rollins. <laughs> Seth Rollins, who was the ultimate survivor in this match. Of course, the five-on-five Survivor Series elimination. Uh, he and Finn Balor, Kevin Owens. Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley rounded out the Raw team. So Raw, of course, won the five-on-five the five men's. Uh, I'm not going to go through all the eliminations. It came down to the final winner was Seth Rollins, and that was also the same outcome for the women's five-on-five five Survivor Series elimination match. Uh, team SmackDown, Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi Blackheart. Oh, I believe she now just goes a Shotzi. Uh, Natalia. Tony Storm, of course, then none of them could get along. Uh, Sasha Banks was, of course, uh, you know, counted out because Baszler, Shotzi, and Talia were, uh, the, I mean, they were working against their own partner. Anyway, on Team Raw, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Queen Zelina uh, made up that team. Of course, Raw won. Uh, Bianca was the sole survivor in this elimination. Uh, RK Bro. Of course, they defended. uh, Well, they didn't defend anything. They just took on the Usos. um, And they uh, defeated the Usos. There was another match right there that was a loser as well. Uh, Also, we have the. uh, Let me see. Now, we get down. Basically, Survivor Series this year, as has been in a few different years recently, you're looking at two wrestling matches. Uh, The first one, of course. The SmackDown Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, taking on Raw's WWE Champion, Big E. Now, this was a this was a, a, a very good match. I enjoyed it. It was very slow. It was about 22 minutes long, and it was the main event of the evening. But I have to say, I thought that the main event should have been the women's titles. Becky Lynch, Raw Women's Champion, uh, taking on Charlotte F- Flair, the SmackDown Women's Champion win at 20 minutes or so. Uh, you know, the women's opened Survivor Series this year. Should have been the main event, if you ask me. Should have been the main event because Roman, I mean, there was no doubt that Roman was going to win in the main event. There was no doubt. I mean, we thought it was going to be a little hard-hitting and stuff. It was fine. It was a fine match. It was good to watch. It was entertaining. Uh, slow at start, but it picked up towards the end. Uh, the finish was a little out of nowhere, but that's okay. That's fine. That's why I would have been at the beginning of the show. Roman Reigns defeated Big E, and that's it. They're done. They're on separate shows. So we are going to keep them apart. Now, Becky and Charlotte have this backstage beef going on, supposedly. We understand uh, that that the actual fact of the matter is, is the two of them are not as close of friends as they were at one time. We know that uh, Charlotte Flair... Her fiance, Andrade, he's now over in AEW. He and her uh, father have been making shots down in Mexico recently. We know all of this, and these two had an incredible little feud built. It was the only match really on the entire card of Survivor Series that had any kind of build to it at all. Roman had a little bit with Big E, but not you know there. But that was only in the last week, or so, when him and Woods were having their beefs. So why, and, and according to, uh, Meltzer and all the rest, they say that the decision was made to change that. Apparently the, the women's were they, the women's, uh, title match, uh, not, and I, I shouldn't say title match cause there was no title on the line. It was, it was bragging rights here, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but Becky Lynch did beat Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair had rolled up Becky, grabbed the ropes, reps, refs, refs all the ropes. Broke broke up the pinfall. Becky ends up rolling through, holds the ropes herself. Ref doesn't see it. Counts her out. One, two, three. And Becky Lynch. So Raw, Raw won one, two, three, four, five. five. Five of seven wrestling matches. And they don't even count the pre-show match with uh, the Intercontinental Champion and the U.S. Champion. So. Why they don't why they don't count that, I don't know. It's been a point of contention for a few years now. But uh since you know, we were talking about a pay-per-view, it was only about two matches. Oh my goodness, let's bring up this horrible storyline that they brought about. And they brought now Vince McMahon was on the show, and he was on the show, he was promoting this new rock movie. Red notice, which by the way, it's on, it's on Netflix. It has been confirmed, but I have not seen the the total numbers, but we do know that it, uh, they Netflix and everybody's claimed that this movie red notice is now the most watched thing ever on Netflix. It just beat out 282 million hours viewed of the previous record, which was bird box on netflix so they bring out vince mcmahon and whenever you see vince mcmahon out you know that somebody's wanting him on there wanting to spike a rating wanting to draw in viewers and that's fine i have no problem with that you're not going to hear me have a problem with that uh you know do what you have to do to get some viewers out there that's something i don't have a problem with that but vince mcmahon is not the vince mcmahon of the attitude era vince mcmahon is not even the vince mcmahon of the ruthless aggression Era. vince mcmahon is not the Vince McMahon who had the, the little story, the little aside story with CM Punk back in 2011. See, uh, Vince McMahon is a surly, mumbling uh, person. Uh, he, well, well here, the, 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 you, you decide, you tell me.
0: Somebody stole my act. Someone stole my $100 million egg. Call the cops. Get out of your chair and go call the cops. Please, thank
1: you. Okay, now that doesn't sound so bad, does it? Now, so here's the story. He he shows up and he has this egg. It's gold egg. And it's Cleopatra's egg. He says it's not, it's not a movie prop, pal. It's, this is the actual egg. Now, it's probably the actual production prop that was used for this movie Red Notice. I... I mean, that's easy enough to believe, but the idea that this egg is a hundred million dollars, I mean, they could have, they could have sprayed some pledge on it, shined it up a little bit. If they were actually going to try to make people believe that this is a hundred million dollar, I mean, a hundred million dollar egg, really? Yeah. So anyway, but that, Hey, that's not even the problem I have with this. That's not even the problem I have with it. The, the problem I have with this is Vince McMahon is not the Vince McMahon that everybody remembers. He just isn't. Had to
0: be that guard. It was outside my door. No, wait a minute. Uh, maybe it was um, one of those slimy members of uh, the production. You hear him <sighs> mumbling maybe, there? Maybe one of the superstars. No. Ah. Well, we are here in
1: Brooklyn. So there you go. You see my point now. He mumbles. He does some really good things I't imagine i mean i I don't know what this it reminds me of a thing George Carlo one time said you know he was doing like two hundred shows a year he was doing like so many weeks in, in 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 Vegas he would move around all the different casinos he would do so many weeks, two weeks at a time, or whatever he would do on the road all the time, and he was like seventy and they told him uh, they were asking him about you know if he ever phones it in and he says he can't, he says, he can't, he said, George Carlin said that when you go in front of an audience, you get about five minutes, that's five minutes that you get to play off of. Hey, everybody, look at me. I'm me and I'm famous. and I was known for this and I've got a reputation for that. Hey, look at me. I'm me. He said, you get about five minutes of it. After that, you have to start, you have to produce, you have to give it, you have to be on your game and Vince McMahon was not on his game here. Obviously, they want him on the show. They want him to be seen. They want him to drive some people toward the product. But he ain't going to do it like this. He ain't going to do it like that. It ain't going to work. And he even, he, even, he even flubbed up the punchline there at the end. Because they're in Brooklyn. The whole idea was, well, we're in Brooklyn. Who knows who's stolen? Everybody in Brooklyn's a thief. He, he, he mucked that up. Here, let me let me let me cue it back up here. You listen to it again. You, you, you see where he just stumbles right over the, over the punchline. Had to be that guard, it was outside
0: my door. No, wait a minute. Uh, maybe it was um one of those slimy members of uh, the production crew. Could be, uh, maybe one of the superstars. Well,
1: we are here in Brooklyn. Yes, you are in Brooklyn. So. You know he can't even get to the punchline correctly, so it's already written out for. Him. So anyway, Sammy Zayn, Sammy Zayn, who's been making more and more appearances on here, and uh, we'll be getting to him in a little bit later on uh, in the hour. Uh, Sammy Zayn says he knows who did it. He'll he'll pr- he'll bring the culprit to justice, and he did. Austin Theory.
0: Look, I know how valuable that egg is. I do. I just wanted to come in here yesterday and take a selfie with it in your office. That's I- it. And there's just so much security everywhere. I couldn't even go to the locker room because everybody's watching. I just went back to the hotel. I just got scared. I'm sorry.
1: So, Sammy Zayn knows it's Austin Theory. He brings Austin Theory in. Austin brings in the $100 million egg. He gives it back, and he's, sorry, uh, I got scared. I went back to the hotel. This is so awful. So... Vince McMahon had already gave out a a a reward. He said anybody that could bring him who did it, he they're they're going to get a WWE title match against Big E on Monday Night Raw in the main event. Well, Sami Zayn brought it, but Sami Zayn and I I give I give props to Sami Zayn for uh, giving us some stage direction here on on this. I don't know if he knew it was going to be on the world view or what, but. uh, this is what this is how it all played out. This was the end of the Vince McMahon story that he was had to be on television
0: for. You're dropping the charges. Reminds me a lot of me, frankly. And you know what? You're gonna get the championship match tonight. Oh, I get the yes. Yeah, right, you know. a Big E. Oh. Yes, yeah, sir. I'll get it. What are you Should we just take one selfie? A selfie? What is oh. going on? you posing for the selfie. You're holding the egg. Thank what? you so much, Mr. McMahon. Right. What are you talking You're about? On. You said, you said, you said that the person who brought you the cup would get the WWE championship match. Shut up. up. No one likes a snitch.
1: No one likes a snitch. So all of this just for Vince McMahon to say that, to say no one likes a snitch. I you know they could have done all kinds of things, but this is what they did. And let me tell you right now, I'll just go ahead and tell you this here don't work. <laughs> this was awful. It brought the show down. Uh, what little bit of interest people had in wanting to know what what what's going on with this egg. It was very limited. So Survivor Series, it was it was it was a it was a night of two matches. The actual Survivor Series matches were really no count. There was a whole bunch of disqualifications and countouts, and I know that that would happen probably, but still, we could do better than this. You're supposed to be a billion-dollar company. Oh, well. We got coming up next, this day in wrestling history, we're going to be talking about Brian Danielson. Well, let's talk about some good stuff going on in pro wrestling. We're going to switch over to AEW, and we're going to be talking about uh, Brian Danielson challenging for the Uh, AEW world title from the champion, Adam Page. We're going to talk about CM Punk. We're going to talk about MJF. We're going to talk about all that and more. You're listening to the Worldview of Wrestling on WVOW on WVOW Logan.
0: Trading in your business fleet or personal vehicle for a new one? Donate your used vehicle to Good News Mountaineer Garage and get the best tax deduction possible and the satisfaction of knowing your donation changed the life of someone in need. Good News Mountaineer Garage repairs donated vehicles and provides them to qualified West Virginia families, giving them access to employment, safe, affordable housing, health care, and other vital necessities, and putting them on the road to economic independence. Call one 866 givecar today for Good News Mountaineer Garage. 866-GIVE-CAR. When you need them, your local volunteer fire department routinely answers the call. Whether it be a fire, traffic accident, or a cat stuck in a tree, there is always someone there for you. However, because of declines in memberships, departments are becoming understaffed and struggling. Here's how you can help your neighbors and your community. No matter what skills you may possess, you can make a difference. Your local volunteer fire department desperately needs your help. Can you direct traffic, install a smoke alarm, help at fundraisers? Your community needs you. You don't have to fight fire to be a volunteer. Will you make that difference? Will you answer the call? Brought to you by the National Volunteer Firefighter Recruitment Center, a program service of the Volunteer Firefighter Alliance. For more information on how you can help and make a difference, visit www.nvfrc.org. That's www.nvfrc.org. Hi, this is Kelsey Grammer. When military service members head into battle, none are expected to face the enemy alone, but many return home and
1: become isolated as they struggle with the visible and invisible wounds of war. It can be difficult knowing how to overcome that challenge and rekindle bonds similar to those formed in the military. Wounded Warrior Project supports these injured veterans through their recoveries by connecting them with fellow warriors and their communities. No one should fight this battle alone. Join us at WoundedWarriorProject.org.
0: This is Rocky Rage, one half of the ASW
1: Tag Team Champions, the Yeats of Rage, and you're listening to Worldview of Wrestling on WVOW Radio in Logan. We're back on the Worldview of Wrestling. That's WVOW on WVOWradio.com and on WVOW and Logan. Uh, let's take a look at the, the this today in wrestling history. This, this day, day in wrestling, wrestling history. history. Oh man! So today is the anniversary of the death of Leslie Nelson, died from complications due to pneumonia. This day in 2010. Leslie Nelson, of course, renowned for uh, his portrayal of Lieutenant Frank Drebin of police squad for the TV show police squad, as well as the uh, trio of hilarious farce movies called the naked gun 60 year career, 100 films and movies, 150 television programs, 220 characters. And he was also the head sleuth trying to uncover the mystery of the two Undertakers in 1994 at the uh, SummerSlam, the Undertaker versus Undertaker did a lot of vignettes uh, out there trying to solve the, the the mystery of the two Undertakers. Here's a little here's a little taste of it.
0: After all this time, I'm still tormented by that one burning question: How can there be two Undertakers? Maybe one is corrupt like you. Police, arrest that man. I will
1: solve this case at SummerSlam. Leslie Nielsen. Mm-mm-mm. You know, uh, you know he's also known uh, he sometimes is mistaken for Enrico Palazzo.
0: Hey! It's Enrico Palazzo! <laughs> Rico
1: Palazzo! Rico Palazzo! Rico! Oh my so anyway, uh, you know. Rest in peace there, Leslie Nilsson. A lot of people don't know this. On his grave marker, it actually says, Let her rip. Apparently, he was quite the fan of flatulent humor and pranks. You know, in 2002, he was in Logan. Uh, some of you may remember this. Some of you may not. But he was in Logan. It was uh, He was here for the Logan Chamber of Commerce dinner. He was the uh, the special speaker. And I think a lot of people really uh, wanted, uh, expected Lieutenant Frank Drebin, but they didn't get Lieutenant Frank Drebin. They got Leslie Nielsen. And uh, I was uh, my first, let me think here, was that my first year? It was my second year of college. And I was doing a play, The Odd Couple, by Neil Simon at the uh, Southern West Virginia Community Technical College. I had rehearsal that night, so I wasn't going to be able to be at uh, the conference center, I was not going to be able to, to to hear Mr. Nielsen speak. Of course, I'm a huge Leslie Nielsen fan, and so I I saw the and I was there beforehand, and I saw the room. There was people coming by visiting and stuff. So I went, I uh, brought my copy of Airplane, came, knocked on the door, and. Uh, I met Leslie Nielsen. It was not under friendly circumstances either. I could <laughs> I can assure you that he was quite perturbed for people coming and visiting him. Or at least he was perturbed with me. I guess he knew I don't hold no water around here, so Yes. I never will forget that. Knocked on the door. Yes. I never will forget that. So rest in peace, uh, Leslie Nielsen. So uh Got a question here from a fan on Facebook. By the way, you can always follow the Worldview of Wrestling online at Facebook.com. Just search Worldview of Wrestling. And there we are. I had a question on there from Ricky in Beaver, West Virginia. Wanting to know if Cesaro is the latest victim of the Golden Shovel. Well, I would have to say, Ricky, that it's a possibility that... uh, Cesaro's always been a victim of the golden shovel. Now we are talking about the king of swing here. Uh Cesaro uh made quite a name for himself under his real name Claudio Castagnoli and uh you know he's he's been signed with the WWE for a, a decade now. I don't see them getting rid of him um unlike a lot of the other wrestlers. I mean, I know it's this year so far they've gotten rid of 80 80 talent or so, uh, WWE has some of them have turned up on, uh, AEW as a matter of fact, but I don't see him get rid of Claudio. I, I, I just don't see it. There's no real reason to get rid of him. Um, because you know, if you need a guy, uh, that could go in there, who's credible and can uh, put somebody over, he's your guy. If you need somebody to go in there, who's credible and can be put over and can probably carry the company. I, I think he's your guy too. So has he has he met his full potential? No. Has he had some good spurts here and there? Sure. But Cesaro, I don't think he's one of those guys that's going to be let go anytime soon. But I didn't think Bray Wyatt was on that chopping block either, or Braun Strowman. Uh, so we just have to wait and find out. Let's switch gears. Let's go over to AEW. Let's talk about Brian Danielson, who's just been killing it in AEW. Uh, Had a great match at Full Gear uh, in the title eliminator tournament. In the finals, it was he and Miro. Miro, another talent from WWE, former Rusev, just been killing it. He was the TNT champion for a while. Uh, Just been killing it. Uh, Danielson, Miro had a great match, uh, unexpected finish. Miro, uh, or I should say Danielson, he's, he's been getting all these technical submissions on he's been he's really been he's really been clearing out man he's really been doing very well and now he's turned heel sorta he's turned heel but he he says he hasn't I mean just because you're you know know what you want you know how to get it you're gonna go about doing it nobody's gonna stop you I mean does that make you a heel yeah not really But we're seeing an entirely different side of Brian Danielson since he's come uh, into AEW. It's a more fierce kind of uh, American dragon that we're seeing here with Danielson. Danielson's really been, and he's been tearing it up on the promos. Oh, my goodness. And he had a match with Colt Cabana this past week in Chicago on Wednesday's Dynamite. And man, oh, man. He, he, they, uh, it was a great contest overall. Of course, Danielson won. Uh, There was no doubt in mind there. And he is of course the number one contender for Adam Page's AEW title.
0: I came out here and I said that I was going to kick Colt Cabana's head in. And not only did I kick his head in, I kicked his teeth out.
1: Yeah. By by the way, just give you a a good visual here. When he says that and he holds the man's tooth up to the camera. Hmm. That's some good stuff that's good wrestling right there no eggs we got teeth over on aew no I mean aew has had their shortcomings they've done some things that have been stupid uh but they've got a better ratio going on right now than Monday Night Raw was Monday Night Raw is like doing a 85 percent bad fifteen percent okay. Uh AEW has been doing pretty much half and half, which is a lot better ratio. And, I'm, and of course, I'm just making these ratios up. Brian Danielson, though, uh, number one contender for Adam Page's AEW championship. They did touch on Wednesday night. They did a little back and forth, back and forth. But uh, uh, they're doing this as a slow build, doing as a slow build. I love it. Brian Danielson, uh, he's going to be facing one of the members of the Dark Order this Wednesday in Atlanta it's gonna be hot, Lana, when Dynamite shows up. He's gonna be taking on Allen Angels, Alan Five Angels. Yeah, the Dark Order has this number gimmick going on. I don't know. The Sooner we could get to Adam Page and him, the better. The Dark Order, mm. the Dark Order has, uh, I would say, it's run its course, but it's still around. And uh, I don't, I don't understand the, I don't stand the appeal of it. But uh, Dark Order is still a thing right now, so he's uh, probably gonna to have to go through all of them. Before he finally gets to Adam Page. Uh, quarterfinals of the TBS title tournament coming up this Wednesday on TNT on AEW Dynamite. Ruby uh, Ruby Soho, Chris Statlander. That should be a good one. Uh, the battle of the two unbeaten tag teams, or the undefeated tag teams, I should say. The Gun Club, and that is uh, Billy Gunn with Austin Gunn and uh, the, all the Gun family there. They're going to be taking on Sting and Darby Allin. Uh and uh and, and an Atlanta street fight. Andrade el Idolo Idolo. I still don't know why he went with he went with that just to be difficult with me. I know that's what it is. Anyway, Andrade is gonna be taking on Cody Rhodes and Atlanta street fight this Wednesday. But the thing that everybody's talking about, you can forget about your Rampage. Rampage wasn't that interesting. You can forget about everything else, AEW, right now, because Maxwell Jacob Friedman and CM Punk. Now, people are saying this is what everybody's been waiting for. And these two had a brief, brief encounter the week before, Um, you know, nothing really happened there, but we actually had a face-to-face back and forth here between uh, MJF and CM Punk this past Wednesday, which was, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was good. There were some things about it I didn't like, but I didn't mean that I uh, it didn't mean that overall it really hurt anything. If anything, it just got more people talking, uh, MJF, according to CM Punk, he was a little disappointed in, uh, MJF, MJF comes out after a week of preparation and he pulls, at the low-hanging fruit, is what CM Punk said.
0: Never in my wildest dreams could I have possibly imagined a straight-edge man could look so much like a meth addict.
1: Well, there you go. That's MJF right there pulling at that low-hanging fruit. But, you know, that's still got to (laughs) hurt, whether whether you're working or not. I mean, I don't know why people keep thinking that CM Punk is a crackhead and a meth addict. And uh, (laughs) Let's just say all these. I guess what I have on a hooded jacket And my hair's down. Everyone thinks that I'm destitute the homeless, too. So I guess I can't really... I guess I can kind of identify with CM Punk on this. But this was basically a lot of what you ended up with from uh, uh, MJF. You know, he just really kind of went after him personally. uh, Had some good, good, good digs in there.
0: You know, you would do all your quaint little interviews, and they would ask you, who are some opponents you would like to go up against? And you would name every single wrestler underneath the sun...
1: Except for moi, moi. I believe that's French for me. Uh, it's just another, just another thing about somebody, you know. Just absolutely, just eats you alive. It just makes you just want to hate them even more when they, these, these, these English-speaking Americans who just want to throw in random words of French, moi. <laughs> so, so, so egotistical. But here's some of the things I didn't like. Now, I did like, but I didn't like. You'll see what I mean right here.
0: This is PG punk. What happened to the guy I grew up on, man? What happened to the renegade? The, <laughs> the outsider? Cause you might as well be coming out here preaching hustle, loyalty, and respect.
1: Uh, see, like I said, it, it works. The crowd loved it. The crowd loved it. You heard the crowd on there. They loved it. But here's my thing. Without WWE, that joke don't hit as good. Without WWE, without John Cena, without John Cena's moniker, without all of that, without John Cena being a huge star, by the way, he's never been in AEW. He's only been a huge star from WWE. Without all of that, that, that line don't hit well. There's more here. Let's go. Let's go on. Let's hear a CM Punk side of things.
0: And I had no idea your first name was Maxwell. This entire time, I thought MJF stood for My Jealous Fan.
1: Fans really got into that. I mean, that's a good line. It's a good line to take the initials that he's going by. Really get in there, have some fun with it. I, I get it, but oh, here we go.
0: He thinks he's somebody. He thinks what he does is revolutionary to the wrestling business, when in reality, he's just a less famous Miz.
1: Oh, my. Now, you heard that crowd. You could tell that that crowd knew who the Miz was. Again, it's not so much a problem that... that it ruins the, the whole bit here that they're doing this. It's not that at all. It's just, it's again, it's, it's another, they're basically building up a, a feud here. And some of the biggest lines of the entire back and forth were based on WWE stuff. If you haven't watched WWE in the last 10 years, you don't know about the pipe bomb. Let me take it back. You don't care about the pipe bomb because you don't like WWE. I don't know. I just, it just seems like this is all kind of a niche thing here. Uh, but apparently all the wrestlers backstage, uh, Mark Henry, he told Busted Open Radio, quote, I'm sitting at the monitor. There's 30 wrestlers sitting around the, that area. Everybody is popping. If you're popping wrestlers, you have done something in your life. Uh, you You won he said he had to get up. He had to walk out to the crowd to feel it. And he says, quote, because that's why people go to wrestling. People go to wrestling because of how you feel, not because you just want to be entertained. There is true life, emotional investment, and you want to feel it. And I I can tell you that, that, that definitely did come across in this promo. So coming up in the near future, we, we do know we're going to have CM Punk and we're going to have MJF, um, I guess the way things have been going with MJF, he's gonna make he's gonna make CM Punk, you know, go through five labors or something like that in order to uh face him. I don't know. I don't know. But right now that it's red hot. It's red hot. It's the best thing going in AEW. That and Brian Danielson and and uh Adam Page, uh these are all big big deals going on in AEW. So look forward to seeing some more of that. This This day day in in wrestling wrestling history. history. Today would have been the 72nd birthday of Lee Marshall, announcer for American Wrestling Association, the World Championship Wrestling, and Wow Women of Wrestling. He was also uh, one of only a few people to do the voice of Tony the Tiger, the great. This This day day in wrestling wrestling history. history. Today would have been the 83rd birthday of the big cat, Ernie Ladd. So 52 inch chest, 39 inch waist, 29, 20 inch biceps, 19 inch neck and a size 18 D shoe played in four American football league championship games. He played for the Chargers, he played for the Oilers, he played for the Chiefs. Uh, he's known for tag team wrestling. He's one time Georgia Championship Wrestling champion with Holy Anderson. <laughs> Nobody really speaks his name anymore. Holy <laughs> Anderson. This, this day, day in, in wrestling, wrestling history. history. Today is also the birthday, the 38th birthday of Daniel Monet or Danielle Monet, I should say. Summer Ray, you may remember her from NHT a few years ago, and yesterday would have been the 59th birthday of the British Bulldog, Davey Boy Smith. We're running out of time on the show, so we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we'll talk about ASW's Nathan Bush Memorial Cup tournament coming up this month. We'll also talk about uh, the new contender, number one contender for the Universal title, and we'll talk about what happened at Starcade on this day in 1985. We have that and more coming up as we finish up this edition of the Worldview of Wrestling, WVOW on WVOW Logan. Bro.
0: High school football fans, this week's top 10 plays of the week are at WVMetroNews.com and on WVMetroNews social media sites. Submit your plays every week using the hashtag MNTopPlay. The best play wins $100 every week. Joe Bricado will reveal the top 10 plays every Tuesday. Get your top high school plays into Metro News by using the hashtag MNTopPlay. Metro News Top Plays of the Week, presented by your local Parmar store. He worked out early, practiced
1: late, and studied well into the night. The next day, he did it all over again.
0: She missed time hanging out and socializing with friends so she could make it on time to practices and games.
1: He became a top student and a confident leader, even as he helped his team win back-to-back conference titles.
0: She became a role model in her community, even as she led her team to an undefeated season.
1: And when they finished playing high school sports, what did they do next?
0: She graduated from college with honors and went to work for a successful company.
1: He attended graduate school and became a difference maker in his
0: community. Because that's what student-athletes in West Virginia do. They use the skills they develop playing high school sports today to do even bigger things in life tomorrow. High school sports.
1: A winning part of a complete education.
0: This message presented by the West Virginia Secondary School Activities Commission and the West Virginia Athletic Directors Association.
1: The World View of Wrestling, WVOW on WVOW. Logan Aaron Stone in the solo chair here in the control room of WVOW Studios. Hey, coming up on December 18th, ASW, that's All Star Wrestling, presents the Nathan Bush Memorial Cup tournament. And that's going to be hosted from the Hearts Community Center again, December 18th. And tickets are available at Creekers Diner. And you can also search him out on Facebook at ASW Wrestling West Virginia. Uh, Also going to be in attendance at the show, of course, legend of pro wrestling, Ricky Morton, and a uh, current, current, soon-to-be icon of wrestling, Dan Housen. And I'm sure Nathan would really enjoy Dan Housen uh, Housen, uh, being on his Memorial Cup tournament show. And we'll, uh, of course, have you... Uh, results of that right here on the Worldview of Wrestling. Now, this past Friday night, they had an uh, over-the-top rope battle royal in order to determine the number 1 contender for the universal title. And, uh, well, it ended up being Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn ended up winning it. Everybody was, of course, uh, a big over for Jeff Hardy there at his native uh, North Carolina. Uh, they were in Greensboro, and, uh, of course, Sammy same thrown through the ropes to the outside. He was not eliminated, but he ended up staying out there for a little while long enough for Jeff Hardy to eliminate the last person gets up on the ropes to celebrate. He pulls the old British bulldog, Shawn Michaels gimmick from the rumble in 95 runs in, throws him out. And he's the number one contender for the universal title and for Roman reigns universal title. However, uh, the announcer there, who's been getting all kind of, Kayla Braxton's been getting all kinds of grief from Paul Heyman. She announced that, in fact, Brock Lesnar's suspension for beating up on uh, executive suit Adam Pearce has been lifted. And he will be on this Friday's edition of SmackDown. And, of course, that just kind of rained all over Sami Zayn's parade. It was pretty good, him. Celebrating and big and, and you know throwing his arms up and celebrating and all that. And then they just step right over him like they do with talking about Brock Lesnar. Real quick, before uh, we run out of time completely here on the show, we want to talk about War Games coming up on December 5th. We have two War Games matches announced. We have the Women's War Games match. Raquel Gonzalez, Io Shirai, Cora Jade, and Kaylee Ray taking on Dakota Kai and Toxic Attraction. If you haven't seen Toxic Attraction, wow, you got to check them out. Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane. And uh, the men's war games match, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunn, and L- L.A. Knight taking on Braun Breaker who is the nephew of Scott Steiner, the son of Rick Steiner. I don't know why they call him Braun Breaker. Anyway, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, and Tony D'Angelo. Roderick Strong will be defending the NXT Cruiserweight Championship against Joe Gacy. Uh, Imperium will be defending their NXT Tag Team Champions against Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. And uh, Legado Del Fantasma and Cameron Grimes will be taking on Duke Hudson. Those are coming up uh, on the December fifth. What did I say? Did I say Saturday? What day is that? It's first, second, third, fourth. Sunday. Week from today, NXT War Games on the Peacock Network. This, this day, day in, in wrestling, wrestling history: history. Starcade, nineteen eighty-five. Uh, that was that that was the year. That that was the year right there of the gathering. It was Dusty Rhodes taking on world champion. Rick Flair and uh, they were they were going to do it and of course it would uh, be probably one of the most famous dusty finishes. Uh it was a multi-venue idea just like with uh, WrestleMania 2. NWA was using uh, two of the buildings that uh, WrestleMania would use. Of course uh, they they had uh, Greensboro Coliseum and the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia. They only did two buildings. Uh, w. am sorry, I got that wrong. WWF did three buildings, Nassau Coliseum, Rosemont Horizon in Chicago, and the L.A. Sports Arena in L.A., of course. Uh, you had Brusher Khrushchev defeat Sam Houston for the NWA Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Championship at night. Uh, these were in the Greensboro. You had the main event in Greensboro was Rock and Roll Express defeating Ivan and Nikita Koloff at a still cage match to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship. Now, that's That's a good night right there. Over in the Omni in Atlanta, you have Manny Fernandez uh, defeating Abdullah the Butcher in a Mexican death match. I'm sure that that was not for the squeamish. The Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy Valiant, and Miss Atlanta Lively, they defeated the Midnight Express in an Atlanta street fight. And Dusty Rhodes defeated Ric Flair to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, but the decision was later overturned by referee Tommy Young and changed to a disqualification because Rhodes uh, was knocked out as due to interference by Arn Anderson, who came in and gave the the world's worst knee drop, uh, gave the world's worst knee lift, I should say, uh, to Dusty Rhodes and therefore uh, got him disqualified. Uh, So there you go. Rick Flair, Dusty Rhodes defeated Ric Flair by disqualification this day in 1985 at Starrcade, Starcade 1985, uh, perhaps the most well-known Dusty finish in wrestling history, and that was... This day in wrestling, wrestling history. history! And uh, y'all have enjoyed being here with you. And of course, we also have a new member of the AEW roster, Jay Lethal. He was released from... Uh, ROH was given his walk-up papers. ROH still planning on going on a hiatus after final battle uh, this December. Jay Lethal, of course, had that amazing, amazing uh, Death Before Dishonor promo he did. Every man in this ring, every man on that stage, every man in that freaking locker room will tell you to their face, we love professional wrestling. And that's about it for us here on the Worldview of Wrestling. Stay with us online at Facebook.com, and we'll keep you up with everything there is to know pro wrestling. I'm Aaron Stone. Out of here.